0: Welcome back to the Zohar Weekly Podcast. My name is Rina Perkel. Today we're going to be learning the Parsha of Mishpatim in the Zohar. I'd like to dedicate this class to my dad, David Ben Zahara, and his neshama have an aliyah in Gan Eden in the z'chut of our learning. to the Kadosh, and Moshe Rabbeinu, that we will be able to draw down the Chokhmah, the Bina, and the Da'at, the wisdom, understanding, and consciousness of the teachings of the Holy Zohar, so we can integrate them fully into our lives and be worthy vessels to receive Hashem's great light and blessing. In this week's discussion, we will be learning about the journey of the soul and reincarnation from the Zohar's perspectives. There's going to be an extensive discussion about... Why reincarnation is necessary as part of the soul's tikkun, which is its repair and fulfilling its highest purpose. Let's start with verse. One, Patach Rabbi Shimon v'amah. Rabbi Shimon opened with the words, Ve'ele ha'mishpatim asher tasim lifnehem, and these are the judgments which you shall set before them. T'argum ve'ilen dinaya di-sader kadmehon, ilen inun sidurin de'gilgulah. These are the rules concerning reincarnation. Dinin denishmatin de'edadnu kol chad vechad kabel un'sher. These are the judgments of souls who are meant to be sentenced each according to to its punishable acts. The Rabbi Shimon is saying that there are unperfected souls that are forced to be born again until they have finished their tikkun and they they need to keep reincarnating in order to fix and repair whatever damage they caused in previous lives or whatever spiritual work they still have left to do in the current incarnations. Verse number two. If you buy Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free. So Rabbi Shimon is saying to to the friends, he's saying it's now the time to reveal some hidden mysteries concerning reincarnation. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve. The soul is required to incarnate. So the Zohar is basically drawing a parallel between what the the Torah is teaching us about the laws of a Hebrew servant. And saying that the mystical meaning of this teaching in the Torah is really talking about the soul that is like a servant or slave. With when it's in the body, it's not free. When it's in the body, so it's it, it's parallel to a Hebrew servant. So if the soul is of the aspect of the angel Metatron's meaning, um, if the soul comes from an, an aspect. Aspect of soul of the supernal worlds that is of a higher level where that angel is. So that soul is comprised of six levels and it is written six years he shall serve. So they're drawing a parallel between the six years that a Hebrew servant would serve to the six aspects of the soul that need to be repaired, namely the sefirot of chesed, Gevurah, tiferet, netzachod, and yosod. And that's the meaning of that verse in the Torah the soul is required to incarnate only until it finishes correcting these six levels from where it was taken so basically the Zohar is saying here what is the work of the soul the, the soul has to refine the six lower sefirot when it's in this world from chesed all the way down to yesod and and finishing off with Malchut, which is connected to the Shekhinah. So each soul has work that it needs to fulfill within each lifetime. Specifically, a Jewish soul has the work of fulfilling the Torah and the mitzvot, and that is the spiritual purpose that it comes into the world. Later on, the Zohar teaches that only when the soul reaches the aspect of the seventh sephira, the Shekhina, and it repairs and does a tikkun for the for the Shekhina aspect of its soul, only then is it allowed to go free from reincarnating. So it's in, in essence, um, the seventh is connected to freedom, just like Shabbat is a day of rest. That the seventh is the day, the the seventh level is the time of rest for that soul, where it's finally free from the body. So we see here that the soul has a purpose and a journey of transformation, which is the reason that it keeps reincarnating. Now let's explore how this journey of the soul actually gets started verse 105 so now is the time to reveal that all the Nishamud, all the souls emerge from the great strong tree which is the river that comes out of eden so they refer this great strong tree that re- they're referring to is Zeranpin, which represents the divine masculine energy. And the river that flows out of Eden is always a reference to Bina, that the soul originates in Bina, which is the higher Sephira from Zer'anpin, and then flows down to Zer'anpin, which is representing divine masculine energy. And all the ruchot emerge from another small tree. So they're referring, the smaller tree is represented by malchut, which is the divine feminine. Neshama So the Neshama comes from above and the Ruach comes from below. So the Neshama is parallel to Zerampin and Ruach is parallel to Malch. (laughs) And they join together as male and female. And when they unite, they shine forth a lofty light. The initials of the two is called um, Ner, which in Hebrew means candle. So if you take the noon ne- the of Neshama and the Resh of Ruach, you get the the, the initial letters of Ner, which is candle. So, as it is written, the soul of man is the candle of Hashem. So, what is the candle? It's the Neshama and the Ruach. The joining of the two together is called a candle. As is written of them, the soul of man is the candle of Hashem. So, Zohar is teaching us that how does a soul originate? A soul originates in Bina which is the Nahar Yetzem Eden, the river that flows from Eden, and it, then it flows. Through to Zeran Pin, which is the masculine energy, and through the union of the masculine and feminine energies of Hashem, that soul is created, and it's the soul is compared to a candle of Hashem that shines its own light. Verse 52 when their time comes meaning when um, it's time for the soul to descend into the world so the holy one blessed be he summons the soul and says to it go and enter a certain place a certain body so the soul is assigned a specific life and location and body so the soul replies to Hashem, He says, Master of the universe, I am satisfied with the world that I dwell in. Then I have... And I shall not go into another world where I shall be enslaved and soiled in their midst. The Holy One, because said to it, ever since you were created, The whole reason you were created was to be in that world, in a body. It descends despite itself and there enters the body. So basically the soul is, not so happy to go down to the physical world. And it's very happy in the supernal world that is its spiritual home. Hashem sort of pulls it into the physical world in order for it to manifest its potential. And really the purpose of why a soul is created is in order to go through the journey of being in the physical world and, and the struggles and the challenges of the, of the physical world and, to, and by overcoming it and transforming it is, is the whole journey that it's supposed to be on. So now we're going to learn about the different levels of soul that a person is able to merit while they're in the physical world. Since everybody comes into the world at different levels of soul with different karma and, and different purposes of, of what they're, they're supposed to fulfill in each lifetime, we're going to learn about the extra help that Hashem gives each soul along the way. Verse 11. Come and see. When a man is born, he is given a nefesh of the animal, Animal element from the side of purity, from those that are called the holy wheels. If he gains further merit, he's given a ruach from the aspect of the holy living creatures. If he merits even further, he's given an Neshama from the part of the throne, Hashem's holy throne. Utlat ilen inun so these three are the maidservant, the manservant, and the handmaid of the king's daughter. So this passage is teaching us that each person is given higher levels of soul in order to help that individual complete their tikkun, complete their purpose in the physical world. And each level representing a greater level of development of wisdom and ability to manifest greater spiritual potential. Next, we will learn about a weekly energy boost that Hashem gives each person, which is the special extra soul on Shabbat. Verse 79, Tachazi, Be'yom Besha'ata Come and see on Shabbat when the day is sanctified. Souls emerge from the tree of life. And that these souls blow on the lower beings who rest for it throughout the Shabbat day. So at the end of Shabbat, all these souls go up again. Back to the supernal worlds to be crowned with holy crowns above. So here too, the Holy One blessed be he summons for that man on the day of Shabbat an additional soul. And this is called this the other soul. So we see here that on Shabbat, every person who observes the Shabbat is given a special opportunity to connect to a higher level of soul and consciousness. And then Hashem gives us this extra boost every single week so that we can go back to the world during the weekdays. And because we have that additional soul consciousness, it flows and we really draw from it. For the rest of the week it's a, like a spiritual recharge now we're going to explore what happens when the soul leaves the world verse 55 but if she please not her master emerging soiled with the filth of transgressions and it is not presentable before him, as it should,, woe to that body that was lost to the soul forever. This is a a short little section, but there 's a lot more that the Zora talks about what happens to souls who come back to the upper world after. They've lived their lives, and as a result of their negative actions, their soul is soiled and dirty, and they call it the filth of the transgressions, that the averas, the transgressions, they create impure blocks within the soul, um, which make the soul not presentable before Hashem. Let's see what happens to the souls that emerge from this world clean and pure. Verse 60. <laughs> Nafkat Behai Alma Zakaya Nikiya Berea. So when this soul emerges from this world pure, clean, and refined, Kucha Berihu Anhir La Bechama Nehorin, Beholioman Kareala, Dahi Nismata de Palnaya Beri. The Holy One, blessed be, he shines upon it many lights and announces daily of it. This is the soul of so-and-so, my child. Verse 61. This is the meaning of, and if he designated for her, his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. What do they mean by the manner of daughters? So... The Zohar is unpacking from a mystical perspective the verse in the Torah that is referring to a Hebrew female slave who is permitted to marry and be treated like a free woman. So the Zohar is comparing that to a soul that's free from this world once it has shown itself to be pleasing to its master. Here is a secret to the wise. Bego tinara ta'kifa reki'ah temira it hechela chada de'ikre hechal hava. Within the strong rock, in the hidden firmament, there is a certain chamber called the Chamber of Love. There are hidden treasures there, and all the kisses of the king's love are there. All the souls, beloved of the king, enter there. Verse 63 Kedina de Aba Avid Livreta Dihi Haviva Legabe Denashikla Vega Fifla Vehivan, just like a father would do to his favorite daughter, kissing her, embracing her, and giving her gifts thus the holy one blessed be he does to the worthy soul every day as is written he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters we see the zohar here describing a really sweet beautiful loving embracing comeback for the soul when it returns to Hashem, pure and clean, and on track with its tikkun and fulfilling the requirements of the soul by keeping the mitzvot and the Torah and, and whatever spiritual practices we learn about in this week's parsha of Mishpatim, where there are so many mitzvot, so many laws, the the Zohar is trying to connect the dots between here. Here, you see. This is the reward for people who, or for neshamas, who keep all these laws, all these commandments. But of course, we know that there are many souls that don't emerge from this world free and clear. And so what happens to these souls that struggle in the physical world? Verse 103 So as all souls incarnate, yet there's people that don't know the ways of the Holy One, blessed be He. And they don't know how the scales are placed and how men are judged every day and at every season. And they don't know how souls are sentenced before they come into this world and sentenced after leaving this world so the Zora is saying you know there's a lot of people who are not aware of this whole system of checks and balances that is done in the spiritual world for the souls as in response to what they do in the physical world verse 420 so due to sins they were clothed with these klepot klepot are spiritual blocks so the as the verse says but your sins your iniquities have made a separation between you and your elohim this is in yeshaya 59 so they're saying that uh, that as a result of people's sins there are klipot that are created and the klipot are the se- create a separation between a soul and hashem uvgin elen klifin and as a result of these klipot the holy one blessed be he covers himself with numerous wings Deitmar, behon bistei as it is written with two he covers his space and with two he covers his feet it's really a matter of revelation of Hashem in the supernal world as a consequence a person's negative actions create clip and that these are blocks that keep a person's soul from the revelation of God in their physical lives and as well when they return to the spiritual world. We're going to explore an example here of a negative physical action a man can do, which creates a klipah for his soul. I mean, it goes without saying that based on the commandments that Hashem gave, there's, there's the mitzvot aseh, which are the positive commandments and the mitzvot lotah which are the the commandments of things not to do, which by default are outlining what are the things that Hashem wants a person to, to do in order to keep their neshama free and clear. This is a specific example that the Zohar is going to go to in depth, and I'll give you a little taste of it here. Verse 217. Kul da Mangalim, hahu de la bae la pashab Alma, l bae la Kaima breed kadisha So who brought all this about? The man who did not want to be fruitful and to procreate in the world or to uphold the holy covenant. He thus brought about all that and all the incarnations I mentioned until now. So the Zohar in this particular section goes into a very, very long and complex discussion on what happens when a man leaves this world without having fulfilled the mitzvah of which means to be fruitful and multiply and and to bring children into the world. So if a man doesn't have children, he will need to keep reincarnating until he fulfills this essential mitzvah. And then later on, the Zohar clarifies that women do not have this obligation to fulfill this mitzvah. So it does not create a klipah for them as it does for men. And so now we're going to learn about the greatest gift that Hashem has given us, which is the gift of tshuva. Verse 2 to 8. Tanenan let me la be alma de kaima kame chuva. We have learned that nothing in the world with stands chuva, which is doing repentance. Ulehona kucha behumekabelva dai, and the holy one blessed be he surely accepts everyone. Chais daman le kabla orahem if one repents and does tshuva the way of life is prepared for him vafagam de pagim te itatat, so even though he may have made a blemish on their soul, everything is mended and repaired and becomes corrected. So the person can still fulfill their tikkun. From from here, we conclude that chuva breaks many sentences and verdicts and many iron chains on the soul. And that nothing withstands to Shuva. Verse 2:30. Therefore, such a man, even though he rebelled against Hashem and he blemished his soul where he must not have been blemished, but he, this person did Shuva before Hashem, and Hashem accepts him and has pity on him for the holy one blessed be he is full of compassion and is filled with compassion for all of his creatures regarding this david said great are your compassions you give me life as is your rule we see in this learning today that the Zohar is making it very clear here that reward and punishment for keeping the Mishpatim, which are the laws of the Torah that were given to the Jewish people, that the reward and the punishment will be in Olam HaBa, in the world to come, in the supernal world. And it goes into great detail explaining the blessings and the joy and the love that a soul experiences when they reunite with Hashem. Once they return clean and clear because they stayed on the right path that the Hashem prescribes for us in the Torah. And then we see the verses about a soul suffering because it did not stay on the path of Torah and how reincarnation is really an opportunity for these souls to get it right by doing tshuva. So we keep coming back until we get it right. Here are some contemplation questions for all of you. How do you connect to this teaching? Does it make an impact in the way that you approach keeping the mitzvah? Is reincarnation something you've thought about before and is it something that you believe in? Do you know what your tikkun is? Is that something you've been trying to figure out? Is doing tshuva something that you've embraced in your spiritual journey? Do you see a connection between the chuva work you've done and discovering what your ultimate tikkun may be.